and welcome to Our Dad is Wrong, the podcast where my brother Rocky and I discuss sports with our father Vic using a generational divide. I'm Mike. I'm Rocky. And I'm Vic. That's the best one I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we are recording this on March 10th, uh, it's a Thursday, and uh, just a few hours ago, uh, the MLB and the MLBPA came to an agreement. We're going to have a baseball season this year, guys. Yeah, surprisingly, Great. I Great. did not think that this. I mean, I thought it was going to happen eventually, but not like today. I was actually very shocked that there was. An I agreement. was shocked too. I was really shocked at the fact that they're going to start April seventh. I thought for that, they, what I thought they were going to do is do for, Jack, for Jackie Robinson Day. It's a seventy fifth anniversary. It's a really big anniversary oh, that for would, that. Oh, yeah, okay. that would have been good. And I thought they were going to start then, but. You know what? They're starting a week early, and I guess they're going to get the whole 162 in. I know. Some double that, headers. That's the now, thing. That you, I can't believe that they're getting 162 in. I mean, that's did the you way guys the hear? Yeah. They're going to play. They're going to play a bunch of double headers. Do you hear if they're going to be seven innings or nine innings? Have you heard? They're nine. Yet? They're nine. Nine innings. Oh, good. All right. Extra innings. That, then. There's no uh, no runners no on second runner. for extra. Yeah. No no ghost runners. Beautiful. Uh, in extra innings and stuff. It's going to be yeah. great. That's so playing traditional like, baseball. Yeah, it feels right. like almost everything that they agreed on to me is very fan friendly. I mean, obviously it wasn't great to have to endure this, but the fact that we're getting a full season, we're getting the universal DH, which I love. Yes. Um, you know, offense is going to improve, pace of play is going to improve. I know people are going to go a little kicking and screaming into the banding shifts and pitch clocks. We can talk about that, but I mean, I don't feel like anything of value was really lost here. I, I feel like they no, really and saved I... the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, they agreed to a lot of these things uh, earlier in the week with, yeah. like, like the pitch clock, like, uh, like the sh- banning the shift, and it seems like that sort of stuff. Like, uh, like, why wasn't that agreed to two months ago? Like, I don't know. It seemed like they were, but like that helps both of them, doesn't it? Look, I, uh, my thing is they they didn't negotiate from this time the season ended almost two months. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Like this, this, this was not necessary. Rob Manfred is a blithering idiot. He's. Yeah. We talked about this before. He's the yeah. worst commissioner I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and I, they, I this praise. Stuff, this, this yeah, stuff, really. This stuff should have been hammered out yeah. months ago. It, it wasn't. They weren't that far away in a lot of this stuff. So yeah. well, some. Of, I mean, some uh, of the stuff they were. It's not like everything. No, was, you but know, they were. They were. Away, I mean, but. between you know, for the luxury tax, what were they? It was like a thirty million dollar difference. Split it in half and move on. It wasn't that difficult. Yeah. So uh, you know what. Bottom line is you're playing baseball, I'm happy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the the major thing, like you said, I mean, obviously ownership and Manfred all have egg on their face now, right? Like, they don't look good to anybody. The right. players look great. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, you, I'm sure that they didn't do this on purpose, but it actually generated some real goodwill toward the players and generated a lot of, I think, fan interest in the game that would have yeah. been lost if they weren't able to start the season on time. Yeah. Yeah. But now that they're able to start relatively on time, it's like people have been talking about baseball in February and March for the first time in a long time. So right. maybe it's not the worst thing in the world, but I mean, we did have to suffer for it. So. Yeah. And you know, well, they, you know, part of it is also, you know, they do such a bad job of marketing these MLB right. players and that's always an issue, but like actually during this thing, like there was a lot of really good, like tweets and like Instagram yep. posts and stuff. A lot of things that like went viral from like these players doing these fun, funny things because yep. of the lockout going on. Like it, it may have actually worked in their favor a little bit. You're yeah. right. The uh, yeah. drawings every day, the drawing of Mike Trout, Yes, and, uh, <laughs> yes. All the players changing, uh, changing their profile pictures to the generic gray player yeah. from uh, yeah, like the, you know the, the funny, funny stuff. Yeah, I thought hey, it was cool. The players been winning these for fifty years, and it hasn't changed. I mean, it's uh, you know you, you see the the raise that the, the minimum wage, uh, the minimum wage, the minimum salary. <laughs> It's yeah. not a minimum wage. What five fifty to seven hundred or something like that? Of. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, that's yeah, huge. yeah. 
you know, it's it's funny because you think about these small differences in, in, you know, how far apart they were. And when I think about these strikes or these lockouts, I'm thinking, well, the owners, I mean, obviously there's no product without the players, but the owners are already billionaires. You figure they don't have to, they don't really have to care about this. If baseball shuts down, what do they care but then you have to realize these are the same owners that are kicking up a big fuss about this $30 million luxury tax. Like they, right. wa- you know, they, they are going to cave first because they want that little trickle of revenue coming in from baseball so badly. They're just right. not going to let it go Mo- on. And I guess most of what happened. Most of them didn't become rich by not caring yeah. about money. I mean, that's what happened. I mean, that's Look, how they got yeah. that and point. The, the owners won in one respect is the fact that, again, they didn't have to open up their books. Yep. So True. nobody knows really what they make. And I mean, you know the the money flowing into all these professional sports from gambling sites yeah. is phenomenal because oh, yeah. I, I just heard today that the NFL basically is going to be getting three hundred million dollars a year that's from crazy. gambling sites. That's 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 almost ten million dollars a team just for that. Yeah. Only, so it's uh, so on baseball is not far off. I'm the sure. only baseball yeah. team that has their books open is the Braves, and uh, last year they made like a hundred and twenty million dollars or something like that. It's yeah, you know, it's something crazy. That's like it's, yeah. That's why. Are, why are their books open? Aren't they being sued by Fulton County or something? That sounds like the reason. But yeah, yeah I think that's probably. Right. <laughs> I, I remember there was a reason why like people were able to look into their. Books. I think it had to do with the stadium. Yeah, something yeah. like something like that. Um, but what actually, do you guys think about? Yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, what, what do you guys think about uh, uh, the shift in the pitch clock and the larger bases? Like, what's what you guys? I'm so for getting rid of that shift. I hated it. Oh yeah. Because I, you know, at first I wouldn't mind it. I figured, well, you know what? Smart players are going to hit away from the shift. Just going to if if they bunt down the third baseline, if the shift's to the right side, they can almost get a double. None of them did it. Right. None of them did it. So so this way, I think it's going to open up. Look, more offense certainly. I mean, yeah. you know, guys are going to be able to hit right. balls and, and holes again. Um, so I, I like it. I'm glad they got rid of that. Um, is is the rule? It's gone forever. I mean, you can't shift at all. I really don't know what what well, the I mean, final. They didn't, I don't uh, know. Rewrite the Constitution or anything. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know what the, the I don't know what the specific rule is. I would assume yeah. it would be you have to have X number of players to the left of second base and X number of players to the right of second okay. base. Yeah, something like that. Right. But, but yeah. Dan, I don't understand what you're saying, though. So you're saying that because the shift was an effective defensive play, you didn't like it? I didn't like it because it, get, it took away offense. But, I think the, get, but as you said, if you want, you can just bunt down the third But they didn't. I know, they because didn't. they can't. So that's why the shift is effective. So why can't you do it? Because it's... it. It slows the game down. But it's like saying you can't run a prevent defense in football because the quarterback might throw a Hail Mary and you want to see Hail Mary. Well, they Mary's. made plenty of plenty of changes in the NFL to, to make it uh, harder for defensives to play because they want more offense. I know, so and I hate that. Baseball. Everyone hates that. No, they don't. Well, that's true. that's true. That's true. I mean, with, fan- with fantasy sports especially, with yeah. all the fantasy stuff going right. on, you need offense. Yeah. You can't keep having two-to-one two games. So, yeah, that's why I, the NFL loves 30 to 28 games. Yeah. But I, I do like think it. that... I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. Sorry. Let me get real quick. I, I don't like it in theory that they would change a rule like that. That they are taking away smart ball playing and, st- and things like that. But it's like, at the same time, like in practice, you know, dad, Dad's right. They didn't do like you. Just you kept thinking. I mean, after this has been going on for what six years now. Yeah. Probably, right. Been doing yeah. The shift probably like longer. This. Oh, right. a lot longer. Remember Jason Giambi? They would shift against him all the time. Yeah. Well, well but, that, but that was even like a spe- but that was even like a special situation against like a Giambi. Like now they're doing yeah. it for everybody. Now it's just like yeah. you never don't see a shift. So it's yeah. like you know you, you would think that's what we were saying at the beginning. You know, just just bunt the other way, just hit the other way and get a single. But nobody nobody did it. So if nobody was doing it, you just, you have to do something about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but no, but I, uh, I, but 
the fact that nobody is doing it means it's a good defensive play. Like, if if a guy can only hit the ball in a certain place, you should be taking advantage of that in the same way that you would take advantage of, you know, pitching inside if you can't hit a ball inside. Well, like, bump, that's, bump, that's a good strategy of baseball. Bump and run was a I good want. defensive play in football, too, and they got rid of it because the receivers couldn't get downfield to catch the ball. Yeah, Wait, I think was? I, Bump what? and run. They, oh, oh yeah, 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 Bump yeah. and run on guys. Yeah. So they, they got rid of it. But they, they got, got rid of that because it's a – well, there are other reasons for getting rid of that. It's 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 not just good defense, right? It's more dangerous. You can say that it fundamentally dangerous. changes the way that you have to play the game. Yeah, Get out of here. Well, it is football, because it's more dangerous. physical. What are you t- – you don't think the NFL changes rules based on how dangerous it is to the players? But that wasn't dangerous. Bump and run wasn't dangerous. They were just hitting a guy at the line of scrimmage. It's so more aggressive release. football. All right, well, regardless, I don't think that it's analogous. I think in baseball you have such a limited Stop amount of – Stop using big words with me. <laughs> in baseball you have such a limited <laughs> amount same. of defensive things. The same. It means the same. Well, yeah. In, in, in baseball there's such a limited amount of things that you can do on defense. To take away one of the few things, to me, feels like you're basically just taking defense out of the game. That I don't like. I don't. You know what? Get guys that can cover more ground than just play baseball. I mean, look, let's bring back steroids. Let's let's do the whole thing. Let's get as much offense here and here as possible. I'm oh, they don't need steroids. Well. They just ju- they just juice the ball up. That's all. They don't need steroids. No, just, I know. I'm the kidding. balls no, are steroids. Yeah, no. One thing. Yeah, no, 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 I'm I'm with you. Honestly, juice that ball back to the way it was two, three years ago. Like I don't yeah. know. That's one yeah, thing I don't like. Is, I don't, I hate these larger bases. That's that's not. You know what? The bases have been like this for 150 years. Leave them the way they are. All I would have done yeah. is to avoid injuries at first base. I would have – do what they do in softball is have the regular base where it is and a flat base the same size in foul territory so I, that I, the guy I, could run through the base. Well, I'm, well, I'm you, in favor of that as well. Uh, but the, the, base, the base thing is not a safety thing, though. I mean, maybe it's partially a safety thing. They but, said it was a safety thing. Well, I mean, as I understand it, really it's a backdoor way to slightly shorten the base paths so that there's more steals, more people are going to be safe. And well, they're, 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 they're saying less collisions so, uh, and stuff too. Well, may, maybe, maybe, but but then I mean that's another reason why I don't have a problem with it. I mean, first of all, I love <laughs> stolen bases. I'm a Royals fan, so I'm all for it. And <laughs> and they've tested it out in the minors. I mean, it works. I I have no problem with that. Yeah, I'm also yeah. you know I, people are bigger now, so I'm okay with like a bigger yeah. like I'm in like I I want them to to you know uh, uh, make the goals a little bit bigger in hockey too. Like you know, yeah, come on. bigger than you they used what? to be. This, I mean, this, that's, this is the game. So what? This is what the game is. So, but that's the, not. The, but the game was played with smaller people is, before. Now I, I never people, understood. So I, I never understood why a runner has to run down the first baseline in foul territory, and then touch a base in, that's in fair territory. Agreed. That's why. That's I where injuries can happen also. because guys guys twist their ankles all the time. Going I agree. Up. I would do that also. But that's. I mean, you, you can't on one hand say, well, they've always had the bases this size, and on the other hand say, well, they should put in another size. You know, sure, I can. Size of first base. Why? It's the sure, same I thing. can. Because That's now it's, it's not been. 60 feet, 6 inches anymore. Yeah. Did you hear Dad? I mean, now it's not, I'm sorry, now it's not 90 feet between bases anymore. Dad's a baseball player. It's 89.89 feet, 10 inches, whatever it is now. Okay, I, and look, there always has been the base in fair territory. So why should that change? What's so weird so, is that people complain about changing dimensions in baseball when literally every baseball stadium has different dimensions. Not the so infield. Of, I, yes, they've changed the pitcher's mound. They've changed all kinds of no, things. No, but it's the same in every stadium. Outfield's different. Right, but this yeah, is going to be the same, same, in, every the same in every stadium. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They've changed this stuff all throughout history. It's a big, they've made all kinds of changes. So why not make the outfield the same in every stadium? Why not make the outfield filled with broken glass? I don't know. That's <laughs> 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 what they're doing. <laughs> well, that's, uh, we well, are all on board for the universal DH, right? Let's, yes. 100%. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm so sick of watching – Pit. well, I don't watch much nationally – baseball 
But well, to watch might, guys. Because now it's fun. Now yeah. I may watch it. <laughs> to watch guys come up and, oh, what strategy? Let's pitch around the number eight hitter so we yeah. can get to the pitcher. What? That's brilliant strategy. When they talk about that and and the double. Uh, um, double switch. Double switch. Really, that that's what that's what they call great managing. It's like yeah. simpleton stuff. Yeah, but, I, uh, I completely agree. I mean, the way I look at it is every National League game has just become about 12% better automatically, right? right? I agree now, with you. Now agree you have a real hitter in the line. Like, well, not only that, yeah, it takes away yeah. it takes away two hitters for me that have a right. major hit. Because it takes right. away the eighth hitter. Because if, right, if the eighth hitter gets on base, it doesn't really matter that much for the most, yep. unless there's, right. you know, zero outs and then the right. pitcher can, you know, bunt them over or whatever. Right. Uh, but it's... I don't know. It just makes the whole game much more fun, much more important. I, I equate yep. it to the three-point line in the NBA because somebody was who was a big National League fan who I've had this discussion with mm-hmm. uh, was like, well, they only added the DH because you know they needed to attract more fan attention to the American League and do that stuff. And I'm like, that's exactly what the ABA did when they introduced the three-point line. And now yeah. you can't imagine basketball without the three-point line. Right, I exactly. I look, well, I yeah, well, honestly, you, well, you can. Wow. You've been around since George Mikan. I, but, I yeah, hate wow. the three-point line. It's ruined basketball, but that's another whole story. We'll talk about Are you that. Being ne- really, really, it's ruined it. There's, the, there's no. All they do is pass the ball around the perimeter, and if once and take a shot, who they take fifty threes a game. This is crazy. They don't, they don't play basketball anymore. They don't move the ball. How's that not playing ball, basketball? I don't understand. Because that's the way basketball was meant to be played. The ball was meant to be go ball go in and out. Okay, in well, the, and out. well, the yeah. pitcher was meant to hit in baseball, so that's not the way the game was meant all to right. be played. I forget. Yeah. Let's move, next. I would rather have eight man lineups than have the pitcher hit. I'm serious. I'm with you on that. I, 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 was, you I was telling you guys honestly, I would rather them call a random seat in the stadium and pick a fan out of the stadium, put him in the on deck circle, and have them hit than watch the pitcher hit. Uh, Any I'm other solution? Yep, that'd be great. Anything to make it more fun. I'm on board with. Yeah, I think that's right. And you have and you have some good yeah. hitting pitchers that may actually pinch hit. I mean, uh, Jacob Degrom is a very good hitter. I mean, well, you don't need to have a DH. You can have the pitcher hitting. That's Correct. Not, it's not. Correct. Yeah, I mean, if, you, yep. if the guy's a good enough hitter, let him yep. hit. Yeah. That's fine. Show yeah, him not, Tani, you know. They're not pitching around the number eight hit batter to, to get to Degrom. Degrom's like a two sixty hitter. Right. I mean, right. And that's fine. Right. If that's if and especially if he wants to hit, I mean, let him yeah. hit. Whatever. Right. But, but you can right. count on one hand the number of guys in the league like that, and that's why it's true. A problem. Right. That's true. Right. 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 I missed Don Troll Willis. What's your uh, what's your what's yeah. your uh, nickname for uh, show? How now? What's his name? What's your nickname? Big Show. The Big Show. The Big Show. The big I like show, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's solid. All right. Uh, all right. Let's let's move on from baseball then. Uh, let's oh wait, over. one more thing. The pitch clock. I love the pitch clock. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, the, the 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 fact that a manager has to relay a sign to the catcher who relays it to the the, the pitcher mm-hmm. just takes forever. Now maybe the catcher will actually call a game again. Yeah. And Wait, the but pitcher, that, what about that chapter in the book of Leviticus that specifically says the pitcher gets as long as he wants to pitch the ball? That's true. That, that's that's how not the original been. intention. That's how it's always really? been. Yeah, baseball what, was be, around before clocks were around. Don't you be can't a, be a pitch clock. Well, there's, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's no clock in the game, but I'm all for, and I, and maybe they can get rid of the pitch clock three or four years from now when pitchers are used to just getting the ball and pitching it. I mean, walking around the mound and looking at the scoreboard and, you know, a minute and a half between pitches is just crazy. Well, that's, you know, so, I, they, they have had it in, in the minors. And I, I think you can tell a lot of these younger kids who come up, they do pitch quicker than, than the old guard guys. Uh, like, I, don't, I still they, don't see it. I, I, don't I see think it. they do. Um, and that's because they, they have an enforced pitch clock in the minors. I told you guys, Some when, I was, gro- you know, when I was growing up, the Yankee game started on TV at 8 o'clock. Yeah. 
Yeah, then as games got longer and went to 7.30, now it's 7 o'clock. You know, games used to be two hours and 10 minutes, two hours and 20 minutes. And I'm not saying they have to be that short. I understand what commercials and the whole thing. Yeah. But three and a half hours for a 4-2 game is I just agree. too much. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. Too much. I absolutely agree. Kids yeah. are losing interest. You know, I just heard this week, kid, actually, um, participation in baseball for kids is up. Really? And, oh, good. Oh, yeah. By like a million kids from one year to, from I think, 2021 to 2020, up a million kids. More kids are playing baseball, yeah. but they're not watching it. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's too boring. You know, yeah. they, they, they rather, they rather. Well, if it's only that one year, I mean, you have to give it some, a little bit more time. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Guess, but, yeah. but it's a nice, it's a good trend, though, the yeah. fact that they're playing yeah, oh, baseball. Oh, absolutely it is. But I think, I think rather than watch it, they're playing baseball video games. You know, so yeah. they, they, they play a game in 40 minutes and you're done. True. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Guys, what's next, Mikey? Yeah, uh, and just it, it is a delicate balance to try and, and shorten the game while also increasing offense. Right, those exactly. Two things do yes. you conflict with each other, but it's yeah. Uh, right. And and I'm, I used to be a proponent of uh, of uh, uh, instant replay. I'm not anymore. It just takes too much time. Too much time. Yeah. You know, get the umpire five times a game. They're under the hood. They put the things on. It just takes too much time. But you, you know, know what? what? Live with the bad the... calls. No, 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 no. Disagree. Bring on the robot umps. I agree well, with that. I, yes, I, no, I agree me, with that. Me, I agree me, with yeah. that. Ball, ball strike, at least. At ball least strike, ball I agree. Strike. Yes. Give, me, give me that. Yes. Yes. But this other yeah, stuff but... is just too much. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's next? All right. All right. Let's move on then. Uh, a lot of football news this week, particularly yeah. with the quarterbacks' uh, spots all over the NFL. Aaron Rodgers deciding to stay with the Packers instead of requesting a trade. Uh, yeah, Russell Rock. What was, it, what was the contract, Rock? I didn't even hear what the contract was. Uh, he didn't, so he didn't sign it yet, but yeah, he didn't sign it yet. And suppo- our resident Packer fan, by the way. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> supposedly it's four years, two hundred million, heavily loaded with bonuses, so that he doesn't count as much against the cap. What is this, I does, does this go into effect next year, or is it he has one more year on his contract? The existing one. No, no, no. no. This, I think this it is, would tear up this contract. This they year, are right? okay. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, okay. If, if if he signed it, yeah. Yeah, I believe okay. so. Now Pat McAfee reported that that was inaccurate. I trust Pat McAfee on this more than I trust Adam Schefter. I would also okay. let, Pat McAfee okay. is one of my favorite humans. He is unbelievably good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, well, no, but, it's, but I mean, he's also so tight with Aaron Rodgers. Right, right, right. So, so I believe that. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a big contract. I, I was very surprised. I thought if we brought him back, it would be for a year or two max. Um, I, you know, he won back-to-back MVP, so you got to figure he's going to be good for at least a few more years. Sure. Um, he's got a chip on his shoulder. I guess my thing is, are we going to have to blow up our defense now? We're already cutting Zadarius Smith. Um, it sounds like we may have to cut a couple other guys. So, you know, Rogers is really going to have to continue carrying this team on his own. That's the thing that I'm a little worried about. And, and he is going to be tying up a lot of cap, even if it's less than people right. would think. So I think so, it's twenty percent of the cap he's going to get. That's why I heard twenty percent of the cap. Yeah, and they say uh, they say you shouldn't spend more than eighteen percent on a quarterback, which is oh yeah okay you know, right, almost 40, 40 yeah. million bucks or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. the cap, I mean the cap went up by like sixteen million dollars. Yeah, or something, yeah. So, so he's not, getting yeah. it all basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean that's fair. I do. You know, I do. I, I I think we're probably going to trade Love. Is one thing I will say. I don't see any way that Love sticks around at this point. I agree. Not now. It's not necessary. Here's what I find very interesting about this is. First of all, do you think if the Packers had won a Super Bowl in the last couple of years that Rodgers would have left, like would have wanted to leave now to try and, and win somewhere else? Or do you think he's he's trying to prove something? Oh, I think if he had won another Super Bowl, he would have retired. Um, okay. And my impression so, isn't necessarily that like he wishes he had done that. It's that it seems like he's temperamental enough that there would have been a point where he decided he wanted to retire on that hmm. basis. So now yeah. here's, Okay, so here's the interesting thing to me about that then. Yeah. The Jordan Love move probably actually kept 
him in Green Bay longer. Oh, because, I absolutely agree. Because with that. one, yeah. it, it it you're right, it revitalized him just as like, you know, again, he's such a, a head case that he probably like he had that got that chip back on his shoulder a little bit. Yeah. And two, if they drafted a receiver that year, the next two receivers who went in the draft like pretty close to that were T. Higgins and Michael Pittman. And yep. I I'd be hard pressed to say, like, if they had one of those two guys as their number two receiver, that like they wouldn't have had a much better chance at winning a Super Bowl over the last yeah, couple of years. Yeah, and they had just missed on Justin Jefferson too. There were a ton of great wide receivers right, 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 right. there. Um, so there was I no mean, reason they shouldn't have been in the Super Bowl this year. They drove no the ball right down the throat the first one, oh, of course, and didn't yeah. score again. There's no reason they shouldn't have been in the Super Bowl. But that's this year. every year. I agree. Feels like they, it, there's no reason they shouldn't be. In the I Super Bowl. yeah, I just yeah. Uh, and la- that, last year again without uh, uh, King, uh, you know, getting burned four times against the Bucks, yeah. they should have won that game. Right. Yep. Yep, I completely agree. And, and I mean, that's the thing. You know, I think people look at this as, oh, it's going to be more of Rodgers, you know, losing in the playoffs. Ha ha. It's like, well, no, obviously, I think of you look at this team, you know, they're going to be winning 11, 12 games with their current roster every year anyway. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be in the hunt. You almost figure by accident, they can probably wander into a Super Bowl one of these years. I mean, they are, they're a well put together team, even if they've got a lot of holes. Right. So, I mean, you know, it widens our window. So, I mean, I agree with you. I, about it. And you know what? If he, if he ever moves to the AFC, it's just too many good quarterbacks. It's too hard to oh, win yeah. there. Uh, well, so, well, he's got, well, he's got a clearer, much clearer path in yeah. Green Bay. Well, let's yep. uh, let's transition with that. Yeah. Russell Wilson is uh, going to the <laughs> AFC. Now, yeah, I know. To Another the one. Carson yeah. Wentz got traded back to the NFC, so that actually decreases how good NFC quarterbacks are. Uh, <laughs> did you hear that the Commanders' Super Bowl chances went down after that? Yes, I did by like. I didn't know that. I know uh, the Broncos yes. went they from like thirty plus, to one to twelve to one or yeah, something. Were, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. The Commanders were uh, like plus six thousand. Now they're plus seventy five hundred. So oh, really? Yeah. 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 Uh, here's you know what I found out today. Carson Wentz. If you include uh, the the draft day trade that the Eagles made, he's yeah. been traded for. Three first round picks, two second round picks, three third round picks, and one of those third round picks can become a second round pick because it's in, really like yeah, one of these wow. conditional things. Like the amount of picks that have been traded for Carson Wentz yeah. with like when who had like granted that his uh, twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen whatever year he was, yeah, he was unbelievable. Like I I think if he didn't get hurt, he would be still a, a top ten quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, you know. Um, I- but. I think it was. A, I think it was. A, a, I think. I think it's a worthwhile risk for the Commanders. I do, because I think that uh, they have a coach that wants to win with defense and running the ball, and you know, basically a quarterback that's going to that manage is, the game. To be fair, that is exactly, yeah, exactly what the Colts what were doing. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what the Colts I know. Did. I know. But he had a bad game. But but he's also and he went two for thirty or whatever. Yeah, you know. he's he's never played really with a number one wide receiver like this. This kid they have on Washington, Terry What's his McLaurin. Name? McLaurin. He's, yeah. he's really good. No, that, that I'll give you. He he has not had good wide receivers. Oh, thanks. But. Well, I'm, although I will say, I mean, look, Michael Pittman is, is a good receiver for, for... He's good. He's, he's I good. I mean, it's, you know, he's just not, uh, you know, he's not as good as Terry yeah. McLaurin is, but he, yeah. he's a good player. I, th- I, th- I think it's a risk that Washington, is, I think it's a fine risk that they took. You know, I thought it was a fine risk for Indy, too, and now I'm I'm, I'm starting to get off it a little bit, you know? Just, yeah, just, yeah. But. I do think that uh, Denver gave up too much for Wilson. I, uh, I think Wilson's a good quarterback. I don't think he's... That, I don't think he's great. I mean, well, he's, he's I think, very good. I, mean, I think he was. But I don't I think, think he he's, was he's a difference maker. Yeah, I don't think he's great anymore. I think it, look, I think he still can be great in spurts. And with a good – I mean, the Broncos have a really good team around him. So if he's just good in spurts and he gets hot, you know, for the playoffs, like, 
I don't what know. if they, they actually they gave up no for choice. him? What if they actually gave up for him? Was, uh, they, gave up, they gave up a lot, I thought. That's what I thought, right? Yeah, they gave up yeah. two firsts, uh, two, I think two seconds, and uh, three players, although one of them is uh, uh, their old quarterback. Uh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Drew Locke. Yeah. Drew Locke, yeah. He's well, right, okay. Uh, they, they also gave him Noah Fant, who's a really good tight end. I mean, he's a very good... Oh, I didn't know he was involved in that. He's, I like yeah, Noah Fant. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He's a... I had him on my fantasy team a couple times this year. He did very well. Well, not this year. Last year. Last year. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he's a he's a replaceable player to me. That's yeah. that's not a big deal. Well, yeah. No, of course he is. But I mean, I think look, if you're the Seahawks and you're rebuilding, you get a good young tight end, a quarterback who can you know at least go out there and play this year. I mean, obviously they're not planning on doing much this year unless they're going to make another trade. And I guess you figure they got a couple of firsts. Um, you know, they draft somebody, they do something long term, but it feels like they're setting themselves up for the future. Well, I mean, the, the writing was on the wall after last year; they're not doing much now. No, so. you know, the problem with them is they had to recoup those uh, those picks they lost in the Jamal Adams trade to the Jets. Who, well, that's they fair. gave up two first round picks for. So now that's true. They recoup that's their true. first round picks, sure, but yeah. one, it's going to be worse picks because the Broncos are going to be better than the Seahawks have been. Yeah, and two is they basically swapped out Russell Wilson for Jamal Adams, and that's not right. really what but, you're looking for. But. but you know what? But but that's good management to me because they made a bad decision they thought well, that they had true. a chance they, and they didn't and now they're not throwing good money after bad right. they're, they're that, cutting out good, at the right time rather than point. yeah rather than allowing this uh you know sunk cost to to eat them up so i actually have a little respect for it no i do now i the, do appreciate that i agree but yeah. now the question to me is why keep Pete carroll He's a seventy-year-old coach. Well, that's, I think uh, is he going to be there for the rebuild? I think get no, a young maybe. coach I think in there. Going to shift to a front office spot, personally. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and I think pure speculation. I have no, saw nothing to say that. I can't I stand him anyway. So, but uh, well, I know, yeah. yeah, who likes him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but he's a good coach. Anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he's a good coach. Yeah, he passed on the one-yard line. Good coach. He cost him a Super Bowl. All right, well, he also won a Super Bowl. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you it's know. not. You know. Well, I mean, to be fair, you can say the same thing about Mike McCarthy. So, but I do think he's a great coach. Yeah, but those are different. Yeah, I do think Carroll's a great coach, not McCarthy. Sorry. I don't think he's a great coach. Sorry. <laughs> I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a great I think he's a he's a good coach, but he's also I think if you if you're rebuilding, what do you need a seventy year old guy for? I think you're right. I might kick him upstairs, bring a young one of these young buck coaches in there who's gonna grow with these players and, and go from there. Brian think, Flores, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, could be. You know what? Do Brian it. Flores is a good coach. Yeah. Is uh but he got hired someplace, didn't he? Well, he's like a quarterbacks coach somewhere or something. He's, uh, he's not going to be there the, for with long. Houston. Was Houston? No, uh, Pittsburgh. He's oh the, Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. That's right. Pittsburgh. Yeah, right. Pittsburgh. I think he's like a like a linebackers coach, or maybe he's a maybe they might have just given him like a senior defensive assistant role okay. or something. I don't remember exactly. What it yeah, is, yeah. it's something along those lines. Yeah. Um. All right. So keep it on uh, football. Let's, let's stay in football. Let's stay in football then. Uh, yeah. Calvin Ridley was uh, suspended mm. for the year for gambling on. The, on NFL games, including what a joke, fa- including what Falcons a joke. games, what a joke. Uh, wait, you think it's a joke that he was suspended? Yeah, wait, wait what, what's, what's, yes. what's the joke? Okay, okay. First of all, the, the NFL again, biggest hypocrites in the world. We talk about all the money they're making from gambling and stuff. I'm not saying you should gamble on your team. That's one thing. But this guy wasn't even involved with the team. It was not like he was he was uh, he knew anything inside or anything. All he bet was fifteen hundred bucks, which to him is like I was betting five bucks on a game. And he bet on his team. Um, not that I don't think he should have been suspended for a few games, but I go back to Tyreek Hill hitting his kid and not getting a suspension. Hmm. I go back to Greg Hardy kicking the crap out of his wife and getting 10 games. So so that that gets 10 games. This guy gets a year for this. Ray, Ray Rice got a, two games after. Yeah. It, it's a, it's our, until they saw the video, right? right. This until, is outrageous, until, uh, I think. Until the public saw the video. I'm pretty I sure think, they haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. I think yeah. the NFL it was thrilled 
that he got caught gambling. First of all, he's an idiot because apparently the NFL was following him and, and knew exactly what he was betting. Right. I don't know what, how. Yeah. But anyway, I think they're happy about this because it wasn't a lot of money and they, they can send a, a, a message to all the players. You're going to get suspended for a year if you gamble. So I think they're happy about it. But I, I think it's way too much. What well, do you guys think? Look, I think you're... Not a hundred percent wrong, but very wrong. Oh uh, my god! Well, well, look. How stupid do you have to be? Don't bet on your own sport. It's the number one cardinal rule of professional sports. Everybody knows it. There's signs as people are, you know, will tell you in every locker room, pro sports saying you can't bet on your own sport. So you can say that these other players didn't get long enough suspensions for other bad things that they did. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Those people shouldn't even still have jobs, but. I mean, other players in other sports have gotten punished more harshly than this. This is practically a slap on the wrist. I don't care. There's not a lot a of money. A slap on the wrist cost him eleven million dollars, and he he, he bet fifteen hundred bucks. Bet, he wasn't even part of the team. dollars and losing eleven million is a real bad bet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, P. Rose is banned from baseball for life. Yeah, because he bet. They think he bet against the the Reds. So that's well, a regardless, different. but nothing regardless. has ever been proven about that either. To be fair, yeah, and, I think and they probably know that for the the Reds, which is all. And, I mean, again, 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 again. And that admission only came out decades after his initial banishment. Well, anyway. not, not to go off on a different tangent, but he should have been in the Hall of Fame from day one because he did that as a manager. He wasn't getting in the Hall of Fame as a manager. The guy's the hit leader, and I hate Pete Rose, oh. but he should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, well, look, I agree with you on that. Yeah, that's a oh, there you go. About yes. time, about time you smarted up. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and if and. If Calvin Ridley, you know, can come back and if he plays well, he should be allowed to be in the Hall of Fame too, right? But I, I think it's not. Well, there are. Yeah, I'm sorry. There are gam- you know, Paul Horning and Alex Karras were suspended for yes. uh, the 60s. Yes, for a year for gambling. Oh yeah, <clears throat> they're both in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so. right. Well, that's but, actually, well, that's true. I but, forgot but, about but that. But they haven't. They didn't suspend Calvin Ridley from the Hall of Fame, as far as I know. I mean, no, I know. Right. I know. So, no, I know. That's I know. what I'm saying. I think this is an appropriate punishment. I, I think you yeah. gamble on the sport. A year, I think it should I don't be harshly. So. But a year, yes. Well, I think. Well, I, think I think they should have given him four games. And then no. I think you look at it from the NFL's perspective here. Again, the other things with the lesser suspensions. Look, I agree; those are always all too too small. You know, these we should not be be giving these guys a slap on the wrist for doing these like inhumanely bad things. Yeah. But from the NFL's perspective, those are off the field things. This is something that affects the integrity of the game of football, which is literally all they care about. The NFL protects the shield. Full stop. They don't care about anything else. So to them, this is something that potentially affects what's playing, what's being played on the field. Could affect their bottom line. They don't want to have anything to do with that. All while they I, care about is making money. Well, yes, but that goes hand in yeah. hand. Okay, but the, but the, the shield. The, oh, Ten years ago, they were saying, "Get, we will never support gambling in the NFL." Ba 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 ba. And all of a sudden, oh, we can make money doing this. Let's gamble. Well, that was always stupid. I mean, they always oh, well, yeah. okay, but they, they changed so. But just because they allow gambling doesn't mean, like, there's still rules. I mean, yeah, if, if, you, if, you, if you went to Las Vegas and gambled on football, you know, before uh, all these other gambling sites were around, you still would have gotten banned, right? Uh, uh, DraftKings wasn't around when Paul Horning got suspended. No, it's true. Well, so, that, that's another thing. They were doing it illegally. I mean, it was, they were breaking the law also. Well, whatever. Again, but, the but, NFL I, does not care about the law. That's it. But, you know, the NFL yeah, permits players rules. to do fantasy football, though. That's okay. Well, but if they're not, well, getting, not, well, they're not allowed to bet so money they've on had, it. They have a quote from guys saying, oh, I, I'm playing against myself this week in our league. Yeah, but, you know, they, like but it's not for money. for money. I mean, that's not the line. Money. It is for money. Everybody for money. knows that. No, not for money. It's expressly not allowed to play no, for money. No, it's allowed. You can play for money. 
I don't think that that's true. You want to bet? I'll bet you steak dinner. You're allowed to play for two hundred and fifty dollars. For the league, $25 no, a team. You're just tricking me into letting you buy me a steak dinner. On <laughs> this is like the guy who has to lay out by saying uh, Sammy Davis Jr. was in Star Wars. <laughs> that was uh, no. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Oh, yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, so we got our Seinfeld reference, and that's good. Yeah, well, well, we'll, we'll get a lot of those. But you look it up. It's it's true. They can play fantasy football. All right, well, they, they shouldn't be. The, honestly, the money should be the line. That but should then, be the line. But, but then even if that's true... Then that's part of the rules. I mean, that's, right. Yeah, regardless, right. that's you that's know the rules. rules. All right, boy. I'm not saying they should be allowed to gamble, but I, th- I think the penalty is too harsh when you take into consideration this other stuff. That's my only point. I, it shouldn't I don't be a so. year. I, I, I disagree. I, I think I, you I want think it. You want to absolutely be... stop it. You want to stop it at the root. You don't want it to get to be a situation where somebody says, "Oh, you know, a small amount of money will only get me four games." Or, you know, then it's you know, what if the next person gambled thirty thousand dollars? How many games is that? Like, you don't even want to get into that area. Right. I th- I a think, season. I, they're I think out. the point here, to me at least, is these other things should be having harsher suspensions. Yes, and, and maybe. Agreed. And look, I, I'm not even necessarily saying that uh, uh, the entire season needed that. Maybe, maybe it could have been a little less. Maybe it could have been eight games. Maybe it could have been twelve games. But it, it had. To, but I, I do agree with Rocky. It had to be something significant, especially because it's the four first, games significant. The first time. It would have cost no. three million dollars. I disagree. I think gambling at a professional sport on your own sport is one of the few things where a zero tolerance policy makes sense. You don't want no. to allow it. You don't want to condone I'm it. I'm not in saying any you way. should allow it. I think it's just too harsh. Is my but, point. But it's not. Uh, but You're I don't think that it me. is. Well, and 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 uh, by the way, to Michael's point, I agree with you about wanting to protect the integrity of the shield. But this is also a longer suspension than they gave Albert Hainsworth and they gave Miles Garrett. They, there have been a lot of on field violent True. incidents that they haven't given these kinds of suspensions for and they also and I, as I've told you guys before I think those guys should have been suspended for this season four games is not enough you you don't have to attack a guy on the field and you don't have to gamble it's entirely your choice and right. and you know me I I'm a very big you know uh, I'm a prison reformer you right. know <laughs> this is this is football this is not life and death if you're gambling on the sport you miss a season that does not seem too harsh to me well I disagree and what happened to Greg Hardy anyway Mike He's dead. What? No, no, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I would be upset about it, but I'm surprised. Uh, Greg Hardy, I think he's still on the... uh, No, I think he was out of the league this year, actually. Yeah, I don't know. know. I'll look that up later. All right. All right. Uh, Let's go with a couple of quick hitters then here. Uh, Just spend uh, just just a couple of minutes here talking about these things. Uh, First, let's start off with the the Saudi Golf League that uh, it seems like Phil Mickelson and uh, Bryson DeChambeau may have something to do with moving forward. Uh, Where do you guys stand on this whole (coughs) thing? Go first. You're, you're, you're more of a golf guy than Rocky is. You go yeah, well, Dad's got, I, we'll, we'll go in order of golf handicap. So, Dad, you go first. I'll go last. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, hold on. I might go first now. Just saying, I don't think but... so. Yeah, think, really? Who yeah. bought lunch last time we played? Uh, yeah, you had a team last time. How so about what? lunch last time we played together? So what? All right, forget it. Just Here you and go. I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's, my th- here's my thinking. All right. I, I think any athlete, any person should be allowed to make as much money as they want. Um, you know, again, I the, the, for the PGA Tour to tell players you'll be banned from our tour for life if you go someplace else is wrong. Players should be able to let, go go where he wants to play. If he qualifies for a tournament in the in the U.S., that's fine. Here's my problem: is that it's it's run by the Saudi government. He, th- this is a government that that kills people, that is repressive, that that treats women like dirt. So I, I think that uh, I don't know why anybody would want to play under that. You know that uh, dome of of uh, the Saudi government. Um, 
they were going to have 12 to 14 tournaments. I think 10 of them were going to be in the U.S., so it was really going to be a, a kind of a U.S. tour. But I just, I, I think to me, it's just a stench that's all over that. Uh, you know, if, if the players want to start their own league, God bless them. You know, go ahead. There's plenty of golf courses that they can they can get tournaments on and stuff. But uh, just my whole thing is just because of the Saudis. That's why I, I'm against it. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much in in full agreement with you on this. Um, you know, I I mean, guys play on the European tour and the PGA tour. Like, I don't know, that's not that different to me from like a yeah, like we're going to suspend you forever if you go right. and join the Saudi league. But the again. It's the Saudi Arabia, like Phil Mickelson in his statement was basically like, hey, yeah, like I know they kill people, but like, hey, I could might be able to like reform the PGA. And I'm like, yeah, one, yeah. one, you're in your 50s. Like they don't care right. as much about you anymore. Like, especially you know, right. trying to get these new He's all and, news. Right. And, and, yeah. look, he, and look, he's still a very big, famous golfer. Like, yeah. He'll still, yeah. He's still a draw. But it's, He's a phony too. Yeah. I, well, and, and honestly, this proves it to me. I mean, this is the thing that it's like, you know, he's he's – you know, this, like, charming guy with the, yeah. the goofy smile and everything. And then, yep. like, I don't know. To, to me, it's just you can't then take blood money and say, like, listen, I know it's blood money, but, like, you know, I don't really care that much. Like, right. so, uh, that, that's that's kind of a bridge right. too far for me. Yeah, to me, let, let the 30 top guys in the, in the in the PGA, you want to go start your own league, go start. Go start your own tournaments. That's fine. I'll watch. You know, go to a network, get a contract with a network, go to uh, different different courses that the PGA doesn't play on, and play. Right, it's a lot of work, yeah. I, yeah. but it could be done theoretically. Yeah. I mean, and don't forget, the PGA only controls the only major they control is the PGA Championship. Yeah, the right. Masters, yeah, the, the U.S. Open, the British Open has nothing to do with the PGA Tour. Right. So those guys can go someplace else and still which play is, in those which tournaments. Which is also the least good of the. <laughs> it was the right. Yeah. It's, it's the, right. It's the one that the guys want to win least. Yeah. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Rock. With with your uh-huh. uh, with your infinity handicap, what do you think? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bet he could shoot under one fifty. Yeah, right. Uh. Hey, look, I, I bet I could cut it on the Saudi tour. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> uh, but but then I won't be able to get in the PGA Championship. So. <laughs> and then really, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. um, I, you know, look, I, it's obviously them saying that people can't come back if they play in the Saudi league is anti-competitive behavior, right? right? It's wrong. I also think it's a bad business decision for a couple of reasons. I mean, one is, I think that this other league might have some legs. I mean, it's getting attention. There are some big golfers going over to it. I don't think there's anything wrong with a little bit of competition. I mean, look, the, the Saudi thing, obviously I'm in agreement with you guys, but maybe I'm just cynical. I, I guess it's, you know, I, to me, I think the PGA has done a really good job pinning this tour to the Saudi government, getting everyone to call it the Saudi Golf League. I mean, that's not what it's called. It's got a name. I don't even True. remember right. what True it point. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, you know, I'm sure, I, you know, I don't want to be the, you know, both sides guy. I'm sure that there are a lot of people <laughs> who run the PGA tour who are bad people too. But, you know, I think tying it specifically to their funding source is interesting. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to be a Saudi propaganda league. It's just a competitive golf league that's going to compete with the PGA. Now, obviously the PGA doesn't want that. I think what they're doing by saying that golfers can't come back is potentially endangering themselves. What would obviously benefit them if this Saudi league flourishes is to allow golfers to move between them, right? Because they're going to want to cooperate, but they want to squash the Saudi league before it can grow. So I guess the question is now that they've drawn this line and kind of crossed the Rubicon, if it does grow, are they going to regret this decision when some of their draws are now playing in the Saudi golf league and they can't bring them back 
without losing face. So I think it's right. kind of a tough position yeah. for them. I think, I yeah, think if they, they lose would probably five just or six. try and I think they would probably just try and squash it right now. And then if what you said happens, happens, they'll just repeal the rule. I mean, that's, yeah. I think it's worth yeah. that gamble for them. That that's, you yeah, know, they that's can't fair. afford, that's they fair. can't afford to lose, you know, t- t- 10 of the top 20 players in the world. They can't afford, people won't watch the tournaments. Yes. I and mean, that's why you watch a tournament, the PJ. Like if I watch a tournament, like this last week was the, was the, um, the Palmer tournament. Right. Yeah. A lot of the big names were in there. I was interested. Yeah. Sometimes when they play those tournaments in Hawaii to start the year, I could care less. There's no, yeah, there's no not, big names even, there. Even you know when it's there could be big names in the tournament, but then like you know you look uh, you know I like look at the leaderboard on Saturday and I'll like look at the top ten. I'll be like oh there's only, like a couple of guys on there that right. I care about. I probably won't watch that much tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Like it's just right. you know what the way it is. Unless, unless you have some skin in the game. Right. Well. Right. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're also probably feeling very territorial. I mean, they don't have Tiger. Obviously, they haven't for really a while. But right. I think it's, you know, the writing's on the wall that golf is not going to be what it once was. And so they're really, really trying to protect their brand. I mean, I, I can't imagine that they're making more money now than they were five well, years I, ago. Well, I they do. Are they are. Bu- much really? more money, Rock. Yeah, really? You know why? Yeah. Why? Because of gambling. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah? They said that the gambling on golf That's is like second to football. Oh, wow. I believe People it. love to gamble on golf. They okay. love to pick teams and do all that stuff every week. It's amazing. It really is. And I but will... that's, that's benefited the PGA Tour. Okay. Tradition. I didn't realize I will say the PGA Tour is uh, having a big push at – they're basically doing the opposite of the MLB. They're trying to market their new players harder than just about any other right. any other league is. They did this, uh, this thing, Rock, uh, where basically, like, the guys who have the highest, like – media ratings and they use that through like all different like variations of things they yeah, have yeah a pool of 10 million dollars that like you can get up to and, like the top I saw 10 that. guys earn money in that and you know i mean I, I i the small conspiracy theory in me the theorist in me thinks that uh you know the bryson dechambeau brooks kepka feud was partially fueled because they kind of wanted some clicks they wanted you know their name yeah I, I, yeah. Agree you know? yeah. Uh, I agree with you i agree with you all of a sudden they were buddies on the Ryder cup team right right yeah, right, wow. right that's what i'm saying yeah. you know i think some of this you know but but it generated so much interest in the sport it, that right. was you know that's the rivalry in golf now and it's right. just from like a couple of little things they did you know it's, uh, their their ratings the last two years have been up dramatically now that also could have been because of the pandemic you know people were home more but, yeah, but the other sports all went down i mean uh, that's, that's true yeah. that's true but their ratings were up uh, dramatically and the, gam- the gambling aspect's big for them yeah yeah all right that was that was long for a quick hitter let's uh mm-hmm. let's move over right. uh real real quick one uh, one more quick hitter uh let's go let's go we don't talk about uh, the nba that much on this podcast uh, mostly i mean in, in part because rocky's not as big of an nba fan but uh, let's talk about it anyway. The uh, most biggest overachievers and underachievers so far in the NBA this year. All right, you want me to start on this? We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. make it real Res- short. Res- yeah, resident NBA expert. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, yeah, we'll go from lowest NBA knowledge handicap uh, because now it gets easy <laughs> ones. So obviously, I mean, overachiever. I, you know, the conversation's got to start with Cleveland, right? I mean, nobody thought that they were going to do anything this year. I mean, they're not the top of the East, but I mean, they're what six right now? Six. Um, they're com- they're coming back down to earth a little bit, but they just won their last two, including one against Toronto, which is pretty good. Um, I think they got the Heat tomorrow. Um, you know, they're, I mean, they're, they're kind of out of nowhere. So, I mean, they're the big surprise team and then underachievers kind of in the same way. I mean, I, I mean, there's really two big ones for me, the Lakers, obviously, which, you know, no surprise there. And I, you know, I, the Knicks, I, you know, look, no, I have no, right. I have no ill will toward the Knicks. You guys are huge Knicks fans. I don't want to like rub it in, 
but they kind of oh, are. Oh, you don't like, have to. They suck. Well, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I mean, they're, we're they're, all they're, on board, yeah. 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 To, to me, they're like the Mets of the NBA. I mean, I like watching them, not because I enjoy seeing them lose, but because it's interesting seeing the ways that they find to lose and how they are inept no matter what. And that just seems like them again this year. You know, people get their hopes up and they're dashed. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's all I got to say. That Those, okay. those are the big ones. Dad, go ahead. All right. Um, I, again, I, I kind of agree with you, Rock. The underachievers yeah. to me are the Lakers, the Knicks, mm-hmm. um, and the Knicks have won three in a row now, and that's to me fool's gold. Yeah. I still want to see them really overhaul this team, keep the young guys. Get, Julius Randle, get rid of him. Um, he's he can't play under pressure. This guy, and uh, he's not. He's you know he's just not a he's not a good teammate. I don't know. Uh, and also the Nets. Nets are underachieving. Oh yeah. Uh, I know they've had a lot of injuries, but they're under five hundred or right at five hundred. Right. Right at. That yep. that should not play in, be playing I mean, the that, Sixers right now. Actually, so. yeah, that should not that should not be. Games, yeah. My overachievers. I also agree with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Um, Memphis is also overachieving. I think, and you know, the best record in basketball is the Phoenix Suns. Oh yeah, I, I know they were really good last year. Right, you know they they played in the final. They played in the finals they last did. year. Yeah, they yeah. Lost to the Bucks. Right, they lost to the Bucks in the finals, but they've been they've been playing. With, without their two starting guards for a while now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they still win. I watched them the other night. Uh, I forgot who they were playing the other night. They, they, they got a really good team. Yeah. I think they're overachieving. So I, I, I look for them to possibly win the championship this yeah. year. They remind Mike? me of the, mid-20, the, of the uh, mid-2010s Royals. They get to the championship, uh, and the next year everybody counts them out again. All of a sudden, they're amazing. We go. We go. Uh, all, look, all, all I'm saying is, you know, don't so be living in the past. So, so their two-year window is about to close, is what you're telling us. Yeah, with a championship, but, yes. For the next, is, a, is a championship and, worth being bad for 20 years, maybe? Yeah, there are kids learning to drive who weren't alive the last time the Yankees won a championship. So, uh, Oh, stop that. That's not true. Yeah, it is. You can learn. You can drive a tractor when you're like 13 in some states. Uh, all right. <laughs> God, Mike. Uh, Quick hitter. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's gonna be a lot of the same stuff. It's gonna be a lot of the same stuff for me. Uh, uh, Lakers, obviously. Even though you could, I'm not like surprised that, that I'm, maybe they're a little worse than I thought they even could have been. But I'm not surprised that the Russell Westbrook thing didn't work there. I mean, we've always, you know, Russell Westbrook always works better surrounded by a bunch of role players, and that's they true. Have him and LeBron, who both kind of need the ball in their hands all the time. There's not a lot of shooters on that team. Like Lebr- LeBron's on his way out too. You know, I hate to say. Yeah, it, I, I mean, love even though he's averaging twenty five. What? I mean, I, yeah. I, I, no, I, I mean, don't mean had, this like sarcastic. I'm agreeing with like his his numbers are great. He put up forty nine or whatever it was the other day. Like he had fifty. He had fifty, 50 the other night. 50, yeah, fifty, uh, he, and he has to take games off now because he's exhausted. You know, right, he's just not the same player. He's, he's old. I mean, that's he's thirty seven, thirty eight years old. Yeah, whatever thir- thirty six. I think he's probably played. Well, he's also played an extra three yeah. seasons of basketball in playoffs. I mean, the man is always playing. I mean, it's you know, it's. The, and Anthony Davis is not a difference maker that I thought he was. He's just not a difference maker. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, injuries I think have taken a toll on him as well. Um, yeah. I, I'm also gonna one more that uh, you guys didn't bring up was uh, the Bulls. I think are very much over. You know, I, oh, made, yeah. I know they made those those moves in the off season, um, yeah. but I, you know, I, in kind of the same way that I thought like Russell Westbrook might not work with the Lakers, like I kind of thought Demar Derozan wasn't really gonna work with the Bulls. I kind of thought, you know. He's getting up there in age a little bit. You know, he's not the yep. best three-point shooter. So, you know, if he lost a step and he can't shoot, you know, how important yeah. is it? But he's been, he's been great. I mean, Lonzo Balls uh, helped them out a lot there. They're, yeah. uh, You're right. You're right. I should have them on my list. Yeah. And mm. again, and again, they're they're a young team. I mean, they're, you know, doing a good job. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the... And the Heat's another one. Heat's another one overachieving. 
Yeah, but he's again, they, they they've all, they've been good. Best so coach they, in basketball. They got Kyrie. He's he's great. I, he is a, he's a very yeah. underrated coach. Best coach. Um, and you know the Cavs, they're almost. I almost see them as like they're the anti-Warriors because again, you know, the Warriors changed the game so much by mm-hmm. you know ex- ex- expanding uh, uh, the, the court and taking all these threes and playing a much faster game and everything. The Cavs they play three seven footers at a time. I mean, they're <laughs> yeah. they are just like you're gonna zig, we're gonna zag so hard that you have no idea what's even coming. And they're yeah. they're good. I mean, you know, they're yep. and a bunch of young players. Uh, Jared Allen, I love Jared Allen. I a good player. Is, yeah. Uh, you know that was the biggest part of that uh, that Nets deal when they, they they traded him away. Yep. Um, you know that's uh, so, you know those those are the teams for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the next. We'll talk more about that as we get closer to the playoffs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's shift away then from sports, but not entirely, because every week we do we're going to do a list. Uh, this week we decided to do our best baseball movies of all time. We have a top five here. So, uh, uh, who wants to start with this one? Mike, why don't you go first? All right, yeah, yeah I'll go first. Uh, there were actually, like, I thought there would be a lot of baseball movies that I would want to put on here. There were even more than I thought there were. Like, yeah. A lot of good baseball there's, movies. There's a yep. lot. Uh, let me go through a couple of honorable mentions here first. Uh, I have Hardball. I like Hardball. I just love Keanu Reeves. Okay, uh, yeah. Rookie of the Year is on my honorable mentions. I thought that would make my five, and it didn't. Okay. Uh, the Natural is another one that I thought would make my five, and it didn't. Uh, Pride of the Yankees I had to have just because I'm a Yankee fan. But it's <laughs> it was, his, uh, you know, watching that movie, like, it's hysterical that they have, like, Gary Cooper playing, and he's, like, a high school kid. It's him, like, surrounded by a bunch of 12-year-olds, and they're like, He's 45. Hey. Yeah, like, right, like, they're, like, playing him as he's the same age as these people. I, mean, I know. It was yeah. the 30s or you know, 40s or whatever that was. Yeah, movie. 40s. Yeah. Uh, well, it was like and, when Jimmy Stewart was a high schooler in uh, It's a Wonderful Life, you know? Yes, yeah, right. It's yeah. exactly the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Uh, a little artistic license, that's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Angels in the Outfield I liked when I was a kid. Mm. 61, I think, is uh, pretty underrated. Oh, yeah. And uh, another one that I wanted to – I'm sorry, the two more honorable mentions I have here. Uh, one is Everybody Wants Some, which is a huh? it's a pretty good movie. It's you know same guy who did uh, 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 well, it's Richard Linklater. What, what's his name? Who did uh, yeah? He did Boyhood. He did the Before uh, Sunset. Yeah. No, uh, sorry, and Confused. Dazed, yeah, Dazed, Dazed and Confused. Excuse me. He did Dazed and Confused. This is like the spiritual yeah. successor to Dazed oh, and Confused, okay, and it's not okay. as good. But it's uh, yeah. all right. All right. Um, I gotta watch. It. I never saw that. I gotta watch it because I love Dazed and Confused. Yeah, and then another one that I put on here is now mentioned. Uh, that's a cheat because it's not technically baseball, is Beer League because it's softball. Oh. But, uh, oh, I didn't even think of that. That's true. Again, it seems like every time we talk about a funny movie, Artie Lang's in it. And Artie Lang is great in that movie. That is oh, really that funny. That movie is hysterical. I was on the floor <clears throat> laughing at that movie. Uh, but I just It also helps with, if you're from Jersey. If you're from yes, Jersey, really. Yes, it does, yeah. it does help in that situation. Yeah. All right, so I spent 20 minutes on my own mentions. Let's start with the actual. <laughs> uh, number five, I went with The Sandlot. Uh, that was, and again, that's another one. I'm surprised it's so low on my list because it was such a formative movie for me. I watched it so many times when I was a kid. It's mm. still, I quote it all the time to people. I mean, they, it just, I'm sending it in gift form. It's great. Uh, number four for me is Field of Dreams, uh, inc- especially for men who like their father, generally <laughs> speaking, I guess. Uh, you know, it works. <laughs> It works a lot. It works on a lot of levels. It's very funny. Uh, yeah, it's very heartfelt. There's, 
kind of every aspect that you're looking for is and it's just it, it's such a cultural touchstone yeah. uh number three for me which i i went between three and four they were really very close um was moneyball and mm. i actually like that movie you know i watched it again fairly recently and it is it's much more heartfelt than you think it's gonna be uh, you know, I understand that it's not really how it ha- like Billy Bean didn't go in and fire his head scout and put you know some copy room guy in. To, like obviously yeah. that's not how it worked, but <laughs> it was just a very good movie anyway. I love Brad Pitt, so that was uh, that was really good for me. Number two, I think might be maybe the most underrated movie of all time is A League of Their Own. Oh, okay. that for some reason never gets brought up in when they're talking about best sports movies, best baseball movies, anything. I think that movie is almost picture perfect from from start to to finish. The acting is incredible. It's hysterical. It, it everything you're kind of looking for. Uh, and then number one for me was a no brainer. It was Major League. That is, I mean, that's just that's the baseball movie to me. Again, super quotable. You turn it on on TV any point in the movie, it's great. Not everything has held up great. Following a woman home who doesn't want you to, it doesn't look great in 2022. But it's a product again, of its time. Right, right. Very much a movie of its time. And they played with the Indians, not the Guardians. But... Right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but even, but even uh, baseball came back today, and I put a gif in our Slack of uh, uh, Willie Mays Hayes just you know, like getting ready to play baseball. Oh, yeah. It's just a great movie. Oh, I saw uh, somebody use a, a great gif the other day of our favorite quote from that movie, which is, this guy's dead. We'll cross him <laughs> off that. I forget what the context was. They were talking about the roster. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah the, 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 well, no, in the yeah. movie, no, Rocky's Yeah, the proposed roster. Oh, yeah, I'm oh, saying okay, I saw yeah, somebody yeah. posted it on it. Yeah, it was, I wish I remembered the joke, so this would be so <laughs> lame. But anyway, yeah, good choices. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's my five there. All right, you want me to go next? Yeah, go ahead, yeah Rocky, you go. All right, so uh, one thing I will say is I think looking at these, uh, you know, because I was kind of looking at, you know, best baseball movies to get ideas and stuff of movies that I've seen, and I haven't seen a lot of the best baseball movies. I was telling you guys the other day, I have never seen The Natural. I've never seen Bull Durham. I've never seen A League of Their Own. Um, I, wow. did, I did this week, for the purposes of this, watch The Sandlot, because um, I, I figured I had time to watch one movie. I kind of watched it while I was getting work done. I figured it'd be an easy one to watch. That's that's well, a good one. You never saw yeah, the Sandlot in the background. Yeah, I had never seen the Sandlot. Um, not I great. Was in the movies when you guys were kids. Well, that's no. A, that, yeah, like I can't believe like I watched it so many times and we were brothers growing up and you yeah. never watched it. Like I don't. Know. I don't. I don't like, remember you yeah. ever. Why? I guess I just wasn't in the room. Yeah, I don't I know. I never. I never watched it. Um, but I didn't uh, love it. I, maybe it's because I watched it for the first time as an adult. I, I have to imagine that's part of it. Yeah. When yeah, you watch when you're ten, it's gonna be different. Yeah, I mean that guy it was okay. Like the last like half hour was them trying new gizmos to get the ball from the dog. It was just got very I don't know. It was very sort of home alone-y. Like it's I a get little it. disjointed. Yeah, but yeah, it didn't really resonate for me. So anyway. Um, so my honorable mentions, first honorable mention is The Naked Gun, which is only an honorable mention because I was told by you guys I wasn't allowed to put it yeah, on the list. Yeah, that's right. Dude. Otherwise, <laughs> it would be number one. No, no, the, last, the last half hour. If we were allowed to put that on the list, it would be number one. Yeah. If it was but just the last half hour, that would have been number one. That's what I'm saying. If you just started the last half hour of The Naked Gun just out of nowhere, no context, and that was its own movie, it would be number one on the list. So. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, but that's it's, it's incredible, mention. but yeah, we can. Yeah. Yeah. Great comedies um, of all time. Yeah. Um, I, I will say I think a lot of the baseball movies I watched were that 
that that spate of baseball comedies that came out in the early 90s, not including The Sandlot. Um, <laughs> but so, you know, Angels in the Outfield, Little Big League are both on here. Um, and then I've got another one actually on the list. And then, Dad, I know that you were bad-mouthing Mr. 3000 the other day. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad movie. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. not, a, it's not a great movie. Yeah. You know, it's funny enough. Bernie I'm, Mac is pretty good I, at I'm it. I'm with you. Yeah, it's watchable. Yeah. I think it's, it's a watchable yeah. It's I'm one of those, you know, TBS afternoon type of movies. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Ber- yeah. Bernie Mac is charming enough that I would just watch yeah. it anyway. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so so here's my top five. So number five is Rookie of the Year. Um, of all those, you know, baseball, co- you know, kid comedies from the 90s, that was my favorite. I think it's got the most stuff that kind of holds up now. Daniel Stern as the pitching coach, you know, is great. You know, you recognize, you know, a lot of actors for it. Gary Busey's good in it. True. Um, so so I, I think it's a, a good movie that kind of holds up. Number four that I was, I was telling you guys about the other day and it made it onto the list is Sugar. Um, not a not an amazing movie, but a very good movie that tells a story that I don't think any other baseball movie really tells about a kid in the Dominican Republic who uh, gets you know as an international prospect comes up with the Kansas City Royals or you know the Kansas City whatever I, don't, I forget if they use the brand name and um, and it's basically about that that process and you know going from the Dominican to the majors and I won't you know give away kind of what happens to him once he's there but um, really uh, you know authentic kind of movie. A lot of it is in Spanish, so get ready to read subtitles. But um, it, it is a really good movie. I am going to watch that. Yeah, that, that, that sounded, I read yeah, that sounded bit, very good. Yeah. I read a little. Yeah. Bit, I never heard of that movie until you mentioned it. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, and I definitely want to see that. Yeah, it's very, and I'm sure it's on one of those streaming services. It, you know, it was an independent movie, so I'm sure somebody got yep. the rights to it or something. Um, number three, I am cheating exactly half um, because my pick here is Basketball. Um, <laughs> I know what you're going to say because Basketball is not actually. Baseball. I didn't put beer league on the list. That's, That's softball. True. So. I know, I know. Well, but but as I said, I endorsed beer league. If you wanted to put it on the list, <laughs> true. So, That's true. Um, I, I mean, to me, it counts. I mean, it's a it's a perversion of baseball. I mean, I think it's it's basically a commentary, obviously, on the commercialization of sports. Right. And right. frankly, and take, when, frankly, fifteen years ahead of its time. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Talking about all the teams moving and you know the end zone dances and stuff. And, yeah. and it was and, funny. Yeah. And, that, and, that, yeah, that, so, that, if I counted that, that probably would have made that would yeah, probably yeah. Have been five for me. I, I, yeah, I totally get not counting it. For me, it's it's enough of a satire that even though it's not actually about baseball, it is about baseball and basketball and football. So they so can add that, that to your list. basketball list too. We have that one. Actually, sure. that, that's sure. Yeah, I'll definitely put that in my pocket. <laughs> it's more basketball than baseball to me. Yeah, I mean, true. they're shooting a ball through a hoop. That's, that's true. <laughs> well, but they're standing on a baseball diamond. Yeah, that's that's home runs. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it starts with base. All right. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh, number two for me is Major League. Um, you know, look, I think baseball lends itself so well to comedy more than any other sport. It's just part of the heart of baseball that it's lighthearted. And Major League, to me, is the best version of that. You know, it captures. And, and, and I think one of the best things about baseball, too, is, you know, you have those losing teams, you know, with these, like, ragtag players and kind of having them come up and win the championship. And, and you know, everybody's a character. You know, it sounds routine now, but it just all works so well. Everything from it is so funny. It's endlessly quotable. So, yeah, that was number two for me. And then number one is Field of Dreams, which I think kind of goes the other way. Uh, Mike, as you said, you know, it is very funny in parts. And really, in many ways, it's not even really about baseball. It uses baseball to tell a much deeper story. Um, But I think sort of as a tribute to baseball, I mean, that last... Uh, sort of monologue by James Earl Jones. Still one of the best speeches probably ever yeah. in a movie that's just uh, so James well James Earl written. Jones can also just say anything and it's going to say Yeah, oh good. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and I was surprised to see him pop up in the Sandlot. Spoiler alert. It's right. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was in that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just an amazing movie. You know, Kevin Costner... 
I think in any movie he's in, he's just playing Kevin Costner, but obviously very much in his element. Everything about that movie works. It's almost entirely perfect. Um, so yeah, to me, I mean, there are better sports movies, but not many, and that's definitely the best baseball movie for me. Uh, funnily yeah. enough, by the way, there's actually a, a basketball player named Terrence Mann. The, really? The yeah. <laughs> oh, has he written any books? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Maybe someday. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Dad. All right. I'll give you – you guys touched on a lot of my honorable mentions, so I'll All just right. go over some of the ones you missed. Um, Summer Catch. Did you guys ever see Summer Catch? I did. I, it was, it was, it was yeah. a harmless – mo- Movie about a uh, – uh, movie yeah. about um, – Yeah. Uh, the Cape uh, Cod League. Freddie Prince Jr., right? Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel, who's one of the most beautiful women in the world, so I could watch any movie she's in. But it was just – I thought very realistic about the Cape Cod League, which is a – you know, the best – Amateur probably league in the country. Yeah, where they play with wood bats. Yeah. that was a good movie. Yeah, I remember uh, it came out when I was. I, when it came out when I was in high school. I saw it in theaters and thought that it was a little childish for me. But you know, we don't have the sensibilities. <laughs> That's so. right. You know what? Just because I have a heart, because I have a heart that you guys don't have. No, I thought, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Uh, another one you guys didn't mention was Trouble with the Curve, uh, which is uh, I didn't see it. Yeah, oh, yeah, pretty, me good, pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. It was. Um, Remind you know, me what about, that one was? I heard it, it was. Very... Clint Eastwood played a, a, an aging right. scout. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. His daughter. Yeah, and, uh, uh, they, and they were kind of. Uh, they put kind of putting down analytics. That's why I really like the movie. Oh, you God. Know, they, they were having so, scouts you'd really, you know, see well, the people. Well, yeah, because so. it's a Clint Eastwood directed movie. Of course they were. Yeah, doing right. Old true. School, That's true. Old school thing. That's true. I was listening right, to a I, podcast that was talking about, you know, remember the movie Space Cowboys? Oh, yeah. Which is another Clint Eastwood directed movie about how all of his movies are just like, oh, you know, you think that we're old people we're useless but you'll need us someday <laughs> well that was even uh, uh Gran Torino was like that too yeah well, they're yeah, all like that the uh the mule people were like uh yeah, Clint Eastwood is saying he can like do uh, uh Mexican drug cartels better than Mexican drug <laughs> yeah, cartels well, yeah. <laughs> it's like every movie of his is like that uh, anyway. all right let me keep going uh, the other one you guys missed which I'm surprised you missed was the original bad news ba- bad news bears oh I didn't miss it Oh, I didn't see it. I don't have any interest. Good movie. Good movie. All right. Super, I think if if that movie came out today, it wouldn't make a single wave because have just that they're like, there's cursing in this movie. Like, oh, yeah. Right. All right. It was a good movie. Yeah, it's a novel. It was a good story. Yeah, it's a novel. Yeah. All right. Pride of the Yankees I have, of course, because yeah. it it's a classic. Um, 61, I'm surprised you guys didn't have. Mike has. I said that. Oh, yeah, 61, Mike? Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Which, uh, I, the Barry Pepper looks so much like... Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. perfect casting. <clears throat> yeah, I, really, yeah, I thought that was, that was good. Yeah. Some some of the casting was, was was bad as far as the players and stuff. I know, uh, like, Yogi Berra was poorly cast. But it was I thought it was a good story. It was pretty pretty realistic for that, yeah. that whole uh, era. Another one I like was 42. Yeah. Um, the Jackie Robinson and uh, I, I thought it was a poorly made movie. Personally, I thought it was it was good. I thought it really captured. There was a scene in there that was just uh, cringeworthy, um, where one of the manager from one of the teams was using the N word over and over and over, and it was just uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was horrible. Uh, but but it really happened. Stuff like that happened. Yeah, well, cringeworthy uh, in a good way, not like you right, know, like, like that. Movie, right, that was the point yeah. of the scene. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, almost yeah. like I don't, I could get this over with. It was almost it was yeah, hurting yeah. me to watch that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Rookie with Dennis Quaid. You guys didn't mention. I was, oh, was, yeah, was I didn't see movie. that one either. I saw bits yeah, and pieces of it. Again, another like Good, good yeah. movie, good movie. Yeah. Uh, Sandlot I have. Mr. Baseball, which uh, with Tom Selleck was a pretty good movie. I, that one Had I did so, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Where he's, uh, he gets traded to a Japanese team. He has to go over there, and he, he's really pissed off that he had to do it. It was pretty good. Yeah, uh, pretty good. The, the Natural, which I thought would make my top five, but it didn't. Yeah, it's surprising. Um, 
yeah, uh, Moneyball I liked, yeah. uh, Little Big League, Angels in the Outfield. Those are my my uh, right. honorable mentions. Number five for me, what you guys didn't mention at all to me, was Eight Men Out about the Black Sox scandal. Oh, yeah. I had, there's another one. I didn't see it, but I, yeah. I, again, you guys I should watch that. Pieces of it and I do want very to see good, it. very good, and it was uh, it was amazing. We talk about talk about gambling. It was wow. it was amazing. <laughs> uh, number four for me again, another one you guys had mentioned was yeah. an old movie with Robert De Niro called Bang the Drum Slowly. Oh yeah, it's from, uh, from yeah. the early '70s, where he played a, a second string catcher for the New York. Well, again, it wasn't the Yankees; it was a different team. Yeah, who had cancer, yeah. and the star pitcher kind of took care of him. It was it was a very touching story. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, Major League. Uh, you, you know, it's got to be on the, near the top of everybody's list. Yeah. Uh, number two for me was League of Their Own. Yep. Um, again, you guys mentioned it was you know almost a perfect movie. Yep. And number one was Field of Dreams. Yeah. Um, the last scene, it's I can watch that a hundred times and I'll oh, cry a yeah. hundred times. I agree. Where he has a catch with his father. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just uh, yeah. just very very touching. And I thought it was a good story. And again, James Earl Jones, I mean, was perfect in that oh, movie. Yeah. You know, he was uh, it was it was lighthearted enough and it was uh, you know mysterious enough to make it to be a good movie. Yeah. That's my list, boys. Yeah, they, yeah, they leaned. Yeah, they leaned into. Yeah, you're right. The mysticism of the sport of baseball. Right. On top right. Of yeah. Right. You know, the only thing I thought was a little when James Earl Jones gave that speech that Rocky was talking about, how you know baseball is everything, and and I'm thinking like, well, you're a black man. They weren't allowed to play baseball until 1947. <laughs> well, so, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because I was thinking at the end of the Sandlot, he's telling him this story about how he would have challenged Roger Maris for the home run record. I'm like, in in the Negro leagues, because yeah, right, they, right, like. Right. You know, right. I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but like, yeah, right, uh, right, yeah. So it was a little. Crazy. But anyway, again, you know, you got to put that stuff aside in a movie yeah. and just, uh, <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah just yeah. enjoy yeah. that. Or sorry, not Roger Maris, uh, Babe Ruth. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But by the way, uh, Field of Dreams also led to one of my favorite Thirty Rock jokes, where Jack is talking about how he didn't cry at all at Field of Dreams, not even when the bank failed to recoup its investment on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah, yeah I love that. Uh, that show's great. Yeah, <laughs> that show's everything. Uh, yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about? That's Anything? it. That's it. We're good. That was a good, good, good show. And yeah. uh, hope to see everybody next week. And uh, we'll we'll have good topics I'll again. I'll try and be there next week. We'll see. But uh, fingers yeah. crossed. Kind of, yeah, it's gonna be tough. All right. Uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for us this week. Then uh, we will see everybody next week. Then. Bye bye. See ya. Have a have a good week, everybody.